inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, and you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. In other words, live in life like it matters. And today, uh, we're going to get serious. Today, this is an adult show. Uh, so if you have little kids around, it's probably not going to be the show uh, you want them to listen to. Although, uh, if they need to listen to something, just wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, go ahead and search for Living Life Like It Matters and go to Storytime with Mr. Black. Every Monday, there's a Storytime with Mr. Black. Every thirst- Thursday, there's a brand new show. It's bi-weekly. So you can give them some lots of good stuff that will feed the brain, feed the heart, all that. But today's show uh, is an adult warning that uh, we're going to talk uh, cover some, uh, how do I put this, a, a serious topic, uh, and it is addiction, and uh, we're going to focus on a specific type of addiction, but first I just want to talk about the whole concept of addiction, and uh, uh, America, we have lots of problems. Uh, boy, in Joe Biden's America, there's not a lot to be happy about. There's not a lot to be proud of, uh, and uh, there's something called the Cobra Effect. I've talked about it many times on my show. Uh, and the Cobra effect is when a solution to a problem is far worse than the problem itself. And we have a history in this world uh, of people doing that. It's a way to move from one system to another. Uh, you, you basically create a crisis. Uh, and then what you do is you, the crisis is so bad that you go ahead and move a solution that's beyond the normal, that in a normal situation nobody would handle, they would know, wouldn't accept it, but at least it's not as bad as a problem. And so it's kind of like the, a compromise, if you will. It's not as good as you like it, not normal, but it's not as bad as the crisis. And what happens over time when you keep doing this, eventually you accept behavior, you accept things and that you normally would not accept. That's the whole story of boiling frogs. You know, if you put a live frog in a pot of boiling water, uh, the creature's going to jump out. It's a, it's, a, it's a stupid creature, but smart enough to know that that's hot. However, if you put that same creature, that live frog, in a lukewarm pot of water and slowly bring it to boil, I've never done this, but I've been told, you might want to have some garlic butter ready. And it's boiling frogs. And we become desensitized. It's the song by Casting Crowns, you know, slow fade. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Because it's a slow fade. Men don't stumble in a day, no. Marriages don't crumble in a day, no. It's a slow fade. And that's how our marriages die. That's how we lose our first love with God. We start doing something and then it becomes a habit. See, that's really what a habit is. A habit is something you start doing consciously and then you continue doing it unconsciously. That's what a habit is. And there's many things we're addicted to. And if you look at 
this uh, pandemic, because I absolutely believe without a doubt uh, this was a conditioning exercise. I believe without a doubt that this was the deep state and the, quote, world system uh, moving to move into those final days. I just believe that. I believe that what the Bible says. Uh, and uh, it was done so that Donald Trump would no longer be president because they couldn't control him. Uh, and it was done to condition us for the next thing that comes. If you read the book of Revelation, you have to ask yourself, if you're intelligent, how could the world get to a place, a condition, an environment where what we've read about in the book of Revelation would be able to take place? And boy, two and a half, three, four years ago, it still seemed far away. away. But now with Joe Biden being appointed president, and with everything that's happened in America so rapidly, the change over the last 10 years, uh, and man, now with the pandemic and what we've been conditioned to do, to be alone, to separate, to put a mask on, to breathe your own oxygen waste, uh, to no longer go to activities uh, like gyms and all that, to stay in the house, to get paid to stay home, to eat, uh, and uh, it's, it's just terrible. And so I wanted to know that the biggest addictions, top 10 uh, addictions, alcohol. Alcohol is the number one addiction in America. And by the way, these are all substances. And what is an addiction? An addiction is the state of being compulsively committed to a habit or practice or to something that is psychologically or physically habit foreign as narcotics to such an extent that its cessation causes severe trauma. And when most people think of an addiction, they think of substance abuse. And they say, this is from 2019, that 139.7 million people who drank alcohol uh, in 2019, 14.5 million were addicted to it. So it's interesting. It's a little under 10%. Uh, it's, uh, and they say 65.8 million were binge drinkers. Fascinating. Fascinating. So number two, uh, marijuana. So with 48.2 million users, marijuana was the most widely used illegal drug in America. But you notice what it said there? Most widely used illegal drug in America. Well, it's not illegal in many places anymore. So of the 48.2 million users, supposedly 4.8 million are addicted. Again, 10%. I'm kind of noticing that that number is around 10%. Uh, uh, prescription painkillers. Of the 9.7 million people who use prescription painkillers in 19, uh, as many as 1.4 million were addicted. So now now you're getting into like a, a 15%. Interesting. Cocaine's even higher than that, by the way. It's all in the 20%. So cocaine, of the 5.5 million people used cocaine in 2019, 10 million were found to have an addiction. Cocaine boosts a person's feeling of well-being and positivity. Uh, number six, fentanyl. Fentanyl is just crazy. Uh, a total of 90,000 Americans lost their lives from September 2019 to September 2020. In one year, a total of 90,000 Americans lost their lives then. That was 19,000 more deaths than in the 12 months before. And again, it says right here, the figures were also driven by the COVID. Number seven, prescription sedatives. Number eight, stimulants. Uh, as many as 4.9 million Americans were using stimulants. Okay, we're talking right under 5 million. And then they said uh, 558,000 developed addiction. Number nine, heroin. Number 10, inhalants.
Now, here's the interesting thing. Because now when we go to what we're really talking about is pornography. Those numbers dwarf anything that you're talking about in alcoholism or with drugs. The numbers aren't even close. And we're going to talk about this big addiction to pornography. I mean, 4.2 million pornographic websites, uh, 420 million pages. In 2006, the porn industry was $13.3 billion in America alone, $97 billion worldwide. And this was from 2006. And you're going to hear stats day that will blow your mind. And today we're going to have a special wow. guest, a, a man who deals with this all the time. Uh, his name is Rusty Noakes. Uh, and Rusty uh, has a, a program. It's called From uh, Purity is the New Sexy. That's what it's called. Purity is the New Sexy. And Rusty's a, a trained counselor. Rusty has some uh, sweat in the game. He has some sh- uh, sweat equity, if you will, some street uh, grit, because uh, he struggled in the past. Like, by the way, so as your, your uh, host here, I struggled with it for three decades. It's a big deal. It's affecting everything in our lives. It's affecting the church. It's affecting our psychology. It tra- changes the brain's chemistry. It's destroying our marriages. It's destroying our church. And yet the world thinks it's pretty cool. So let's find out what's really going on today on Like It Matters Radio when we go into the deep field of pornography addiction. I am Black, and we'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, uh, we are really focusing on living life like it matters. Uh, And part of that is to find out what keeps us. You know, I'm a counselor. I've been doing leadership training and counseling for over 30 years. Uh, When I'm working with somebody, when I help them achieve an outcome or focus on the outcome they want, one of the questions I ask them, is what is stopping you from accomplishing this? What is holding you back? What today is keeping you from doing this? And a lot of people don't know, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, some of it has to do with the problems that are going on in this country, have to do with our overly sexualized world that we live in. I mean, have you, have you, uh, MTV for a long time was banned from my house. We don't still don't watch it. I don't know if they still do music videos or not, but I mean, MTV for decades was soft porn. 
I mean, today, I mean, watch these videos. Rihanna and Beyonce uh, put a ring on it, and they're twerking. And they're, I mean, at the Super Bowl halftime thing, it looks like they're having sex on stage. And yet that's all fine. Uh, Ashley Madison, I was looking at uh, the 60 million people that use Ashley Madison. Uh, and uh, I think uh, like a, a billion swipes a month on uh, Tinder and Grinder, uh, Grinder, whatever they're called. I mean, I don't know these things, never used them. It's stunning. Uh, and it's affecting all aspects of our life. Uh, you know, there's something in the Beatitudes, I should say not the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount called the Antithesis. Uh, and basically, it's the largest section of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and Jesus basically took the law to a new level. He took the Mosaic law and said, hey, this is exterior. You've heard it said this. But then he goes deeper and he says, but I say this because Jesus took religion uh, and made it a relationship. He took something from the outside and he took it deeper. And one of the most famous of those is the adultery one where he says, you have heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. And so you got to realize Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created. We got to stop there because our first introduction to God was as creator. And then you go down 25 verses later, Genesis 1-26, it says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. What God's saying is, listen, we're going to make man in the God class. Yeah, he's going to be lower than the angels. But when he walks with me, those angels will serve him. And so God says to think is to create. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you look at a woman lusting your eyes, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. If you have bitterness or hatred in your heart, God considers that no different than murder. And so it's time to roll up the sleeves. It's time to get serious. If you got kids listening, you should probably put them on a different channel uh, because we're getting ready to introduce our guest, and our guest knows this field very well. Rusty Noakes is a certified addiction recovery coach, a certified abuse recovery coach through uh, ARCS, which is Addiction Recovery Counseling Services. Uh, he has a couple degrees, really not that important right now. Uh, as a survivor of childhood trauma and abuse, Rusty learned to mimic and survive using unhealthy coping mechanisms, which eventually turned into a 30-year addiction to pornography and other unhealthy sexual behaviors. And I'm not going to go through a lot more of this because uh, you'll get spent time with him, but Rusty's experience is very similar to my experience and very similar to many, 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 many other young people out there. The number one cause for molestation and abuse in a home is a man in the home who is not the father. And look at the breakup of the, of the American family. Look at the breakup of the black family. Look at the breakup of the white family. Even Hispanic families now, I think it's up to 25% of Hispanic children grow up in a single family household where it's up to 50%, I think, now for white people. And I think black people, it's somewhere about 75%. And so you do the math on that. So, enough about me. Let's welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Rusty Noakes. Rusty, welcome. Glad you're here with us. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you having me. Hey, is Noakes the right pronunciation of your last name? It is a matter of fact. Noakes is it. That's, uh, from South Texas, sometimes they just have no kids, but no, it's Noke, be Noke. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bad connection I got or you got, but I'm hearing about every third word. I hope uh, John's listening to make sure we got a good connection. 
Okay. All right. So, Rusty. So, first of all, you, you have a history with this, and so do I. I struggle for three decades with pornography. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not proud of this, but I spend about three decades of my life. Uh, if I didn't copulate that day, it wasn't a successful day. And, uh, you know, I, I could change millions of lives. I could make millions of dollars. I could do all kinds of things. Uh, and if I didn't have that release uh, at, uh, somewhere in the day, then I would consider it a failure of a day. So, I mean, you have history in this, too. Tell me a little bit about your struggles and, and how you came to want some healing. Sure. And I, I got off speakerphone, so maybe that'll improve the connection. Um, you know, I was not looking for this. I was exposed at, a, at an early age, single-digit years, and, um, you know, had developed a curiosity and just kind of followed that curiosity without trying to really feed an addiction. But what was happening is that due to my, my background as a, as a kid, I come from a, a dysfunctional home like many, many people do. Uh, my parents demonstrated adultery, abuse, addiction, abandonment. And not knowing it, I just started medicating that pain. And later on, as it got more and more developed and, and progressed into full-blown addiction, I didn't realize I was medicating pain. But much like you, I couldn't get through a day without doing without yeah. acting out without getting that hit of dopamine and that's you know i spent 30 years in that and just lived in a world of shame not knowing how to get out being afraid to reach out for help and as a christian it added to that shame because i knew it was wrong i wanted to get out but white knuckling it wasn't work but i was i was way too embarrassed to reach out to a pastor or anybody else to admit what was going on and get the help that i needed wow so what caused what was the, what was the thing that caused you to change wow well, I'm married to a wonderful woman, and Amen. I think she was a an angel at one point. She must have drawn the short straw and got me as an assignment, but <laughs> she, uh, she came into my life and loved me through all of it. She knew I had some issues, but married me anyway, and about eight years into the relationship, she loved me enough to... Uh, basically draw a boundary and let me know that, um, you know, she knew I was struggling and I got to choose either either her or my addiction. She actually heard a man give his testimony. And he was a lot like me, kind of just blue-collar construction guy. And he had struggled for many years. She thought I could relate to him. He was leading this, this Conquer series, a 10-week purity study for guys that are just trying to get some traction and get started on this road to recovery. And she just presented it to me as an opportunity to say, hey, would you at least go and check this out? And I knew that my moment had come. Um, I had been discovered. I knew that it was not going to get any better unless I looked at this thing head on and, and faced what was going on inside of me. So I showed up as scared as I could be. I was literally trembling. I felt like I was going to walk into this room and immediately be judged and people were going to know I was a scumbag. But when I walked in there, there was about 30 other guys that were in the trenches and already fighting the fight. They knew where I was already. And I got greedy with nothing but love and acceptance and compassion and answers for the first time in my life. And it really just started with starting to tell my story of how I got wrapped up into this and what it had become in my life. And, and starting to talk about my story is what really started to, to spring me out. Wow. And it's a big deal in the church. I mean, I, I got some, you, I'm sure you have some stats, but I, I was stunned years ago. I remember hearing this. There was a big uh, South, Southern Baptist Conference convention of all the pastors, and it was in Atlanta. I remember reading this. And they said um, after that weekend, they they searched the, you know, they do stats. And they said the adult movie rental during that, uh, the whole place was occupied by pastors. They said the adult movie rental at that time was no different than a typical weekend, and it was high. So I'm not saying nobody watched porn. They 
they all did, but they were blown away that there was no change in the amount of adult movies rented, watched when the Southern Baptist Convention, the leadership of that uh, was in Georgia than when just normal people were in Georgia. I was stunned by that when I heard that. And that was, that was probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Yes, sir. And that was probably the same event that Dr. Ted Roberts talks about. Uh, he's one of the hosts of the Conquer series. And he mentions that event and how when they were checking out, the uh, the, the desk person was like, you know, you guys really like adult movies, don't you? And it was a very embarrassing moment. And the statistics are that 68% of men in church view pornography on a regular basis. So almost seven out wow. of 10. And between somewhere between 40 to 50% of pastors and between 20 to 30% of women also view on a regular basis. So it, it's like the divorce rate within the church and the secular world. There's not a lot of difference, but a part of what keeps the Christians so wrapped up in it is and, and keeping it a secret is, is that shame aspect. And it's one of those secret sins where you try to manage it. You you don't think anyone else is getting hurt. It's just between you and, and God, and, and He forgives you, but you, you still have that guilt, shame, condemnation. But, yeah, the statistics are super, super high, and that's my biggest mission, having come out and, and gotten into recovery, is just going back and, and trying to make it less of a taboo subject. If you can go into a, a group of people and say, hey, you know, I struggle with anger. Hey, I struggle with eating too much. I struggle with spending too much money, whatever. But the minute you say, hey, I struggle with pornography, you suck the air out of the room. And we're really trying hard to just change that stigma so that people feel more comfortable to just say, hey, me too. I need some help. And, and we can change the change the momentum. And we're getting ready to go hard break, but I want to suggest to just think about this over the break. Um, I think it's even more than that. And it's just my opinion. My opinion that a dollar will get you a cup of coffee at 7-Eleven. It's going to be a small cup, Rusty, just so you know. A small cup, very small. But I believe that the church is so wrapped up in wanting to be like the world, that they want to be accepted by the world, that they want to fit in with the world. That It's weird that instead of the, the world wanting to be like the church, the church is wanting to be like the world. And it's just like the same thing. God wanted to walk with Israel. And so that the other nations would see what Israel had and say, hey, then we want to walk with Israel's God. But it's the same thing that happened. Instead of the world wanting to become like Israel, Israel wanted to become like the world and actually did a great job of becoming just like the world. And uh, so we'll be back. We're going to a hard break. I am Scott Black with Like It Matters Radio. Today we're talking with Rusty and we're talking about the important issue of addiction to pornography. And we'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, uh, we're dealing with a serious issue, and uh, we're dealing with addiction, but a specific type of addiction that seems to be growing more rampant, and it's causing more problems, and it's called porn addiction. 
Uh, it's uh, incredible, and we're going to introduce our guest in a moment. But uh, I was watching a show. One of my I love to watch a good sitcom, and one of my favorite sitcoms is Till Death. It's not on anymore. It was on a long time ago. It's had the big old guy from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, the big brother. I can't think of his name now. The big tall guy, pa- Garrett, uh, Pat Garrett, I think his name, or Garrett something. Brad Garrett, Brad Garrett. And so it was only on for four seasons. And uh, there's a clip in there that really kind of leads me to what we're talking about today. Why don't you play that clip? How about tonight, you and I watch a fun video together? Well, you mean the one my mom sent of her cat in the dryer? (laughs) I was thinking something a bit racier. We're getting dream girls? Don't toy with me, white woman. Actually, Jeff, I was thinking that you and I could rent an explicit video, watch it in our bedroom, and see where the evening takes us. Wow. Uh, What brought this on? Yesterday's Oprah was all about the dangers of being addicted to pornography, and I got to thinking that on the road to addiction, you can have a pretty good time. See, that's the problem. Uh, you got the world and the church are no different. Uh, and God tells us all throughout Scripture uh, to to be careful what you allow in your head. Uh, God tells us He made us; He's our Creator. So He tells us, uh, "Be careful, little eyes, what you see." He tells us to focus only on those things that are good and pure. He tells us to hold our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. He tells us from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. He tells us, uh, guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it. Uh, and whenever the Bible is talking about heart, there's talk about your primary focus, what you crave most, what you fear most, what you desire most. That's where your heart is. For where your heart is, there as well is your treasure. And so good news is you don't just have to listen to me today. We got someone that actually knows what they're talking about. And so we're blessed to have a guest, a man who knows the struggle, a man who's overcome the struggle, a man who helps other people overcome the struggle, and a man who he and his wife are in the battle for a purity of the mind, which creates a purity of the heart, which creates a purity of the person. And so we are blessed to have join us today, Mr. Rusty Noakes. Rusty, thanks again for being with us. I love your style, brother. Well, thanks. You too, brother. And that's the cool thing. We are brothers. And I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Our family's messed up. Our family is messed up. I saw a, a, a stat that said the average age of a child being exposed to pornography is eight years old. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Eight years old. Now, I grew up as white trash. My dad was an alcoholic. My dad had Playboy magazines everywhere. He was very much into pornography. Uh, and unfortunately, I came across those. I remember in, in CT school, school in, uh, in Henderson, Nevada, uh, I got in trouble once. I actually took the centerfolds out of the Playboys. And I took them to school. I guess I was selling them for a buck. Uh, and I got in trouble. I mean, that's how it was such a part. And I'm talking middle school or actually sixth grade grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, somewhere around there. So that was part of my life. And it, it took me, uh, well, it took God, I should say, God about 40 years from that point to, to get rid of it. And uh, I was helpless against it. And so you as well overcame it. And you were blessed enough to find a woman who loved you enough and knew enough about what was going on to help you get help. And now you guys have a, a business together, correct? So what is it you guys do? Well, basically, I help 
you know, successful, driven Christian men from crummy childhoods, kind of like you and I, to achieve purity as the new sexy by helping them to heal from the trauma and the wounds that are driving them to act out because the acting out is just a symptom of something deeper. And my wife, bless her heart, you know, I drug her through the mud for years. Um, and there's a thing called betrayal trauma. And she has, you know, learned to heal through that. And she has a heart for other women that have addicted spouses or spouses that are in recovery. The, the woman still has their own side of healing to do. So I work with the men to help them heal. She works with the women to help them heal and then bringing them together to rebuild and restore that marriage. Let me ask you, do you find that almost impossible without a foundation in God? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, for I'm me, just I'm being honest with you. I'm just being I, honest with you. No, I, yeah. totally. Absolutely. Um, for me, I'm a Christ-centered coach, so everything that I do is built around Jesus Christ. And there's plenty of addiction programs and the 12 steps. I mean, it refers to the higher power, et cetera. And there's atheists that have found freedom. But, but for me specifically, my, my firm belief is that I stand on the word of God. And, and that is the bedrock for any, any success, whether it's addiction, whether it's relationships, whether it's, you name it, um, success in business. It is all biblically based because we've got the answers. God has the answers. He gave them yeah. to us in the book. And we've got the answers. Yeah, and the reason I bring that up is because to the world, uh, pornography is okay. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I honestly, on Facebook, at least five times a day, maybe as many as 10 times, I get uh, people, women, that are, you know, seeking me to, to like them, to hit the like button and like them. And when I go to their thing to decide if I'm going to, quote, hit the like and accept them as a connection to me, uh, it's it's five minimum, 10 possibly words pornography. So I think there's a little link there. It's just a couple pictures picture them and the link is basically let's have sex uh here meet with all these people around you in fort worth who want to have sex who want i'm just stunned and so if you're in the world and and ashley madison and tinder and grin grinder whatever those things are called i mean it's so pervasive i i you know i don't know how you could help somebody like that without a foundation in god what do you think is the number one reason why people come to you to seek help? Is it because that they're having intimacy issues or is it because they're having spiritual issues or is it because uh, they're having performance issues? What do you think is the reason why most people come to your doorstep? Well, all of those reasons, but ultimately they just know that they want to stop. They don't necessarily know the reason. Maybe they've been discovered. Maybe their marriage is, is on the ropes and it's their, their last ditch effort. Um, Ultimately, it comes down to attachment. We are designed as human beings to attach. And if we don't have healthy attachments as children to our parents, we're going to start to attach to something. And there was an interesting study with a, a, a rat that was put in a cage and given cocaine-laced water and, and regular water. And nine times out of ten, the rat would drink the cocaine-laced water and overdose until later in the 70s, uh, another couple of psychologists came along and built what was called Rat Park. And there were boy and girl rats, rat toys, rat food, things to play on. And they also had cocaine-laced water and regular water. But this time, less than 10% of the rats overdosed on the cocaine-laced water because they had attachment. And when we have unhealthy attachments, we, we're really seeking, you know, designed by God to have fellowship with him. 
And when we don't have that, when we start falling for a counterfeit, something synthetic, it draws us further and further away. And then as we attach to that, it ruins everything else in, in our world, including our, our attachments to our spouses. It creates intimacy, anorexia, performance issues, you name it. And it's progressive. So you've got to keep taking it to that next level to get that hit. Well, and I was reading an article, and I've heard this before, about brain chemicals and porn addiction. Uh, and this was actually, you're familiar with, I'm sure, Covenant Eyes. Uh, it said yeah. uh, over a decade ago, Dr. Judith Reisman called porn an erototoxin, theorizing that the brain itself might be damaged while watching porn. And then Cambridge neuropsychiatrist uh, Valerie Voon, the same article was featured last year in the UK documentary, Porn on the Brain. And her research demonstrates that the brain of habitual porn users shows great similarity to the brains of alcoholics. Uh, And so there is a chemical component here, correct? Isn't there? Absolutely. And you can do a Google search and and look up, you know, the porn brain compared to the drug brain. And when you see the CT scan of the two brains side by side, a pornography addicted brain and a drug addicted brain look literally identical with the amount of scalloping, deterioration and all that. So it's it's definitely something that's um, it's, it's, it's as much of a brain problem as it is a moral problem. Wow. And and I know I teach because, you know, I, I teach that the, we're a three-part being. So we, have, we live on the physical plane like plants do, but we also live on the social mental plane like animals do. So they're physical and they emotion, they, they can communicate, they can, you know, go back and forth. But we have that third plane, which is the spiritual plane. And so this porn addiction affects the body, uh, it affects the mind, and it affects the spirit. So really... Uh, of all the addictions, I don't want to say one's worse than the other. This one seems to have more implications, more relational implications than others could have. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And the thing about this addiction and why it's so important to bring every thought into captivity and to focus on the fruits of the spirit and, and everything that is Christ-like is because, you know, our brains develop these neurological pathways. And once you start, and many times it's done on a subconscious level, it's like Pavlov's dog, the bell rings and the dog salivates, the bell rings, the dog comes to eat. You know, we have these triggers. And by the time we're in addiction, that trigger goes, the bell goes off, and it's just we're straight, we're straight to the acting out. And these neurological pathways get built up in our brains, and we just go there. And, and our limbic system, the, the fight-or-flight part of our brain, it just blows straight past the prefrontal cortex, our higher reasoning power. And so the good news is that the brain is neuroplastic. Wow. And with the right kind of work, you know, when we can start doing some things to stop ourselves from traveling down these unhealthy highways to hell, these unhealthy neurological pathways, and start forging these other healthier pathways, you know, that that pathway we've been going down, it's super wise, like the Autobahn, you can just sail down it at 100 miles an hour. But when you neglect it, and it starts to grow up like Jurassic Park, and you start beating down this other trail that's... kind of looking like Jurassic Park, but you take out your machete and you start walking that pathway. The more you walk down that pathway, it gets more and more clear and easier to walk down. And that's how we retrain the mind Let me, to do that. Yeah, we're going to a hard break. We're going to a hard break, Rusty. Can you stay on? I want to continue yeah. this conversation in our last segment. So please stay on. Rusty. I'm talking with Rusty. We're talking about uh, pornographic addiction and the implications. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Live in life like it matters. And if we're going to live our life like it matters, we got to be self-actualizing. You know, God himself says if you judge yourself that he doesn't need to judge you. Uh, God tells us to live and examine life. Uh, and it, like it matters, we talk about being under construction, being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the Christian world, it's the sanctification process, right? There's justification. We're justified by the blood of Christ. We're sanctified. In other words, all the unfairness, all the injustice, all the bad stuff that happens in life, Romans eight twenty eight says God causes it all to work for the good for those who love God and are called according to purpose. And then glorification is on the other side where God makes us uh, perfect like Christ, but because we don Christ, we are imputed with his righteousness, his right standing. And so today we're blessed because we uh, have a, a friend of Like It Matters Radio, a brother in Christ, and a man who knows how to help anybody who's struggling with pornographic addiction, and that's Rusty Noakes. Again, Rusty, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And, and quickly tell our audience, how can they get a hold of you? How can they reach out to you and get some help from you? You know, the best way is purity is the new sexy coaching. And that's me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Those are my three primaries. I think I'm on Twitter as well, but I don't fool much with it. But uh, yeah, purity is the new sexy coaching. If they get in touch with me, I would suggest Facebook because it's set up as a business page. They can private message me and we can get them connected. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I'm reading something here from Dr. Victor Klein. Uh, he's supposed to be a nationally renowned clinical psychologist in sexual addiction. And he says that basically uh, the sexual addiction goes through four phases. He says, first, addiction resulting from early and repeated exposure accompanied by, and I'll just use my word, manual manipulation. Uh, second, there's escalation during which the addict requires more frequent porn exposure to achieve the same highs and may learn to perform porn to sexual intercourse. Says, third you become desensitized during which the addict views uh, as normal what was once considered repulsive or immoral and then the final phase is the acting out phase during which the addict runs an increased risk of making the leap from screen to real life I, I mean is that what you found in your research and your work with people absolutely um the early exposure, it definitely is something that is progressive. And you get to a place where you are desensitized because, you know, 
you don't just start off in the, in the hardest of hardcore. It, it, it's, it's the, for me, I, I was looking at, uh, my mom was a nurse. I was looking at, um, medical journals and, um, human art, nude human art. And then it kind of, I started finding the encyclopedia Britannica. If anybody remembers what that is and looking yep. at some of the tribes that run around with, without. Yeah, you're right. On. National so, Geographic. Oh, no. I used to do the National Geographic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. There you go. And and so, you know, that's a little bit benign and it's not so bad. And then there's that next little level of something just maybe mildly soft core. And then, well, you know, that wasn't so bad. And then it's a little bit more hardcore. And then next thing you know, it's like you're looking for that next thing that's more and more enticing. And then for me, it led to a place of, of acting out, um, you know, not only just with the screen, but then seeking out relationships on, yeah. online, not physically, but but acting out with, with others, you know, via whatever, you know, sexting and that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah, that, that's totally the way it goes down, bro. Well, and you know, and I, I was reading something, uh, loneliness and addiction, you know, and and loneliness is really tied to addiction. A lot of things. It's our it, way we we self. The term's called self medicate. We self medicate because we're lonely. And you know, it's interesting because I saw Google did a research a release about a year ago of the different times of the day 24-hour cycle and what words were were searched and from midnight to 3 a.m from midnight to 3 a.m the three most searched words were depression suicide and porn all three of those have to do with loneliness mm-hmm. and so do you see how low if you notice just how people we got people all around us we're connected on phones we got all this stuff but a sense of loneliness have you picked up on that Absolutely. And I go back to, I relate loneliness to and isolation to, you know, attachment. And if we don't have healthy attachments, if we're isolated, it's just me, myself and I and my thoughts. And yeah, we start to explore those things. And, and then that loneliness, depression, we start to want to fix that. And if we don't have something healthy that we are attached to, we'll medicate that in all kinds of ways. And so for me, it was super important to have men in my life that I could attach to in a healthy way so that whether it was, you know, 12 o'clock, one, two in the morning, um, I could pick up the phone and I could talk to somebody, somebody that got it. Not necessarily, you know, my pastor, not not a priest, nothing wrong with that, but another man that loves Jesus, that's in the trenches, that has been there, that understands it, and that I could reach out and attach to. Wow. Anything that's so important. But, anything but isolation and loneliness. Yeah, and that's so funny where you say that because as I'm replaying it in my own head, I'm, I'm going through therapy with you here. I hope you're okay with that. As I'm replaying my Love own it. experience in my own head, uh, I was abused. I was abandoned as a kid. I was a father who wasn't my yeah. biological father who basically beat on me. And it, we were white trash, and there was nothing to look forward to. And so that's when all of a sudden that stimulation became my 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 correlation to a good day. I just realized just now as I'm doing the show with you that that's where I got to those three decades of if I did not have that sensation, then no matter how many people I led to Christ, no matter how much money I made, no matter how many lives I changed, it was an unsuccessful day. That was so, I just made that connection just now with you. See, I owe you money, man. (laughs) Uh, Well, you've already given me information to buy myself a small cup of coffee at 7-Eleven, so we'll call it easy. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So, so what's the first step? I always, I know they always say awareness is the first 
doorstep. But I deal with people in the church all the time. I just had a guy went to my training uh, a month ago, and he uh, is in the church, works for the church. His father's and family was in the church. He went to a mission early on and was molested on that mission trip, was molested by someone in the church. And to this day now, he's struggling with pornography. And even though he's been to all the classes, he's been to all the church stuff, uh, he came to my class. I think it helped, but he's still struggling, but he's doing a lot better. So, you know, what is the step process to going from uh, polluted to to healed? What does that process look like? Well, almost always we are we are medicating something, and, and almost always, nine times out of ten, I would say, it, it's related to some kind of childhood trauma or a father wound, a mother wound, um, mm-hmm. some kind of abuse. And you've got to tell somebody, and it needs to be somebody who is sane and safe, uh, somebody Amen. that does have more knowledge and, and experience than you do that can guide you and navigate you through this properly. When I have someone, I guide them through the four pillars of deliverance, which I call identity in Christ. You've got to figure out what your true identity is. And, and being a Christian and knowing that you're born again, it's not necessarily you having a true identity in Christ. But we, we, we discuss what that is, and we discover our true identity in Him. We talk about idolatry, and, and an idol is anything that you turn to whenever you are lonely, sad, angry, need to feel better when God's not showing up for you, or at least not showing up how you want him to, you turn to your idol. Uh, We talk about insecurities and how to overcome those. And then intimacy, ultimately intimacy with God. And intimacy is not just sex. It's part of it, but intimacy with God. Because when you start to nurture that relationship, and he is your actual father, and I wake up in the morning, I grab him by the hand, and I say, good morning, Dad, what are we doing today? And just I partner with him in everything that I do. And the more I do that, he leads me to more and more fulfilling, intimate relationships with people around me, especially my wife. And if you want good sex, folks but the sex. Focus on an intimate relationship. Have fun. Go on dates. Read together. Study together. One of the best statistics I've ever learned in my life uh, was at a conference in which I learned that couples who pray together and do a study together, whether it's a Bible study or, or reading a relationship book, couples that, that pray together and do a study together have less than a 1% divorce rate. And that's because there's intimacy. And when you have intimacy, that leads to a great sexual relationship with your partner. But it also has to start with your intimate relationship with the father. Yeah, and, and again, I believe in goal getting. That can't be your outcome. Your outcome can't be to have sex. Uh, just, you know, the outcome has to be that no intimacy. Way. And I love the word intimacy because it's self-defined by its pronunciation. Into me, see, see into me. That's yeah. such a powerful word. Hey, yeah. we're getting ready to go to a hard break. Uh, again, tell our audience uh, how they can get a hold of you, please. Go to Facebook and look up Purity is the New Sexy Coaching. Purity is the New Sexy Coaching is where I'm at on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Purity is the New Sexy Coaching. You'll find me. Awesome. Well, hey, Rusty, I thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'd love to have you back on so we can go into deeper detail. But God bless you, my friend, okay? God bless you, brother. All right, buddy. Have a great day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's a chemical issue. You know, uh, uh, you're dealing with chemicals. You're dealing with dopamine. You're dealing with norepinephrine. Uh, you're dealing with uh, endorphins. You're de- dealing with serotonin. This is, remember, your body's a machine. The mind runs the machine. And then you have a spirit uh, that is eternal uh, that lives inside of that tabernacle. And so here at Like It Matters, we deal with all three aspects of the human experience, uh, mind, body, and spirit. 
And that's why we're called to be under construction. We're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.